people, and welcome to another edition of The Herp Report with Mr. Jason White. Uh, today, Jason and I talk about Walmart and getting bitten by snakes, as well as uh, Wyoming and animal cruelty issues, and then 400-pound crocodile and pedicures, and of course, much more. So without further ado, here's Jason White and your host, John Taylor, with The Herp Report from Jason White. A real interesting topic right under that, Wyoming getting tough on animal cruelty. I did not, I don't understand how this became a loophole there necessarily, but Wyoming did not have any laws making it illegal for people to be cruel to their pets. Huh. That was very interesting. It was just, I mean, it was throughout a series of voting laws in and then amendments and uh, just all sorts of crap, and somehow it got lost in the translation, and when everything was said and done, I guess they didn't notice that you can go out there and beat the shit out of your dog, and it's perfectly fine. Well, they changed that now. Now they classified um, household pets in their animal cruelty laws. That's really bizarre. I don't under. Also defined by the state, a household pet is defined as any dog, cat, rabbit, guinea pig, hamster, mouse, gerbil, ferret, fit, bird, fish, reptile, amphibian, or invertebrate. Or any other species of domesticated animal kept as a pet. Huh. See, before, there were no, you can do whatever, you, you could rip your animal's ears off with a pair of pliers, and there were no cruelty laws making that uh, a, a criminal offense. How is that possible? Well, it, 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 okay, it says here they had, uh, where's the, okay, they had Senate File 10, and, and, and throughout um, throughout laws getting voted in place, and then certain political figures repealing certain parts of the law and everything, it just, it became a loophole within their law, apparently, is what, what I gather from it, and, you know, the funny thing is, like it says right here, um, in a surprising discovery, the American Kennel Club actually opposed adding puppy mills and animal hoarders to the bill. Wow, that's awesome. That that's kind of interesting that a a, a nationwide um, advocacy group like that would oppose puppy mills and animal hoarders being put on the animal cruelty bill. Wow. You know, it kind of, it, it kind of opens up some doors, like. You know, wait a minute, I thought the American Kennel Club here was, I thought their their intent was to, you know, promote um, um, genuine bloodlines and, and, yeah. and hobbies and, and stuff like that. Why would any animal group at all be opposed to animal hoarders and puppy mills being added to a criminal um, animal abuse bill? Right. Right. It doesn't make much sense, but there's got to be something to it because maybe the state of Wyoming is trying to say that some of these kennels are actually hoarders or something. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know, but but that's what makes it. Um. That's what makes it. You know, that's part of what makes it real interesting. And and I also wanted to point out in here that they're, you know, they put this new law in place, and and the only uh, the first thing most people ask. Uh, they don't give. They don't care about what laws do and what or whatever. Most taxpayers want to know who's paying for it. Right. And they put right there that the state of Wyoming is going to divert a hundred thousand dollars, I guess, a year from their operating account to cover enforcement of the new law, which is great because they're not tax. 
taxing anybody or anything. They're just diverting funds from a different account to cover the enforcement. Hmm. Now, the one that really catches my attention, though, is this uh, <laughs> Walmart Super Snake. Oh, boy. Let's talk about the Walmart Super Snake. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Um, there's been a lot of controversy going on in the, the comments and stuff today, and I... You know, to be honest, a lot of people are really questioning the validity of the entire story. Right. Um, it, uh, uh, I, I didn't catch this in, in my source, but apparently this whole incident took place two years ago is what I'm hearing now. Really? And she just started suing. Um, this. She's seeking damages for physical impairment, physical and mental pain, suffering, anguish, mental experience medical expenses and interest and claims that her child suffered serious and permanent bodily injury because of the snake bite and unfortunately none of the reports I have seen have released what species this was that, that apparently bit her, what was he, a 26 month old child hmm. so yeah that's uh, you know they don't give any numbers for, for what the, the actual amount that she's asking for but right of course I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just. Uh, well, I'm trying to visualize how this encounter took place. I can probably tell you because it's not uncommon for these big department stores and and, and uh, um, what are they called? Home improvement centers and stuff to have issues like this. And when now they don't say specifically where this happened, but every other story I've read where the public has come in had any sort of encounter with a reptile or anything in any of these large stores has been in their garden department and most of the time you hear about it it's an exotic species that was probably shipped in with one of their their plant shipments or something sure and uh, that that's I, I'm assuming and that, I mean that's all we can do because with as much information as they gave there'd be a real hush hush about where it happened how it happened what kind of snake or, or anything Right, right. I'm assuming because it's it's uh, current litigation that they're going to keep quiet about all that stuff until it's all said and done with. But what really bothers me about this, it's the same thing as these stupid people that sue McDonald's for burning their tongue on coffee. Right. Chances are Walmart is going to write this lady a check for more money than I made last year just to shut her up. Oh, of course. And, 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 and that's... That is, is horrible, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I mean, to, to, to be honest with you, I, even, I don't care if we're in Walmart or if we're out in the middle of the bush somewhere looking for snakes, my eight-year-old son doesn't get far enough out of my sight to get bitten by something, so I don't, and that, which is another good question that came up, what was this 26-month-old boy doing, wandering around by himself somewhere? Well, that, he was able to get bitten by a snake. Well, that was kind of my thing, is, you know, I mean, I don't think it actually said in the story how old the child was. If I'm not mistaken, it doesn't say on, on the uh, DRN report, anyway, how old the son, <clears throat> how old her child was. Yeah. But Yeah, no, no, it's not in there, but he was... It comes across, old. though, that this is a small child. Oh, yeah. You know, and her, her son was bitten on the arm, and I'm like, okay, well, number one... As you and I both know, most snake bites, whether it's non-venomous or venomous, happen between the middle finger 
in the elbow. Exactly. <laughs> Why? And, 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 and most of the time, it has to do with beer and friends. <laughs> exactly. Now, obviously, the 24-month-old didn't have any beer. He probably didn't have a friend around. But, well, but well, it's exactly the same and, thing. For for legality reasons, I have to say this, but beer could have been involved with the mother. Well, this is true. This it's, is true. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me rephrase that. For legality reasons, I have to say that it is my opinion that beer could have been involved with the mother. This is very true. Very true. <laughs> there, now I'm saying. <laughs> because, you know, it's like bitten on the arm. It's like the first thing that goes up to me is like, okay, he was going to touch a snake somewhere. Yeah. And the snake tagged him. Yeah. You know? And now, like you said, with McDonald's coffee, you know, I mean... <laughs> you know, I can, I can almost understand. Everything else aside, I can almost understand. If this really did happen, I can understand as a parent myself being a little pissed off about it. Oh, she yeah. That Walmart... And here's the quote in the litigation. The presence of small children on defendant's premises was reasonably foreseeable in that Walmart is a major department store where children frequently accompany adults and browse the large toy department. The condition of defendant's premises created an unreasonable risk of harm to both adults and children because of the risk of being bitten, as was the, as was the minor plaintiff. Defendants knew or should, sorry, my screensaver came on. <laughs> Defendants knew or should have known that this condition involved an unreasonable risk of death or serious injury to people, and particularly children. That's what the original complaint says. Now, everything aside, okay? Drink a bunch of beer. Ignore your child in the store so they get bitten. At the very least, you're going to be a pissed off parent. Especially if you can prove, like they're claiming in this lawsuit, that Walmart knowingly... Was negligent. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's fine. Okay, but right here, they are seeking. This is what what really bothers me. They are seeking damages for physical impairment, disfigurement, physical and mental pain, suffering, anguish, medical expenses, and interest. What the hell? Now, see, my thinking on this is let's, and again, we are both presuming. You know, we're making presumptions here because this is all the information we have to go on. The only way I could see this woman seeking damages for physical impairment, disfigurement, and physical pain, suffering, and medical expenses if it was a rattlesnake. Now, you are in Texas, which we all know is the rattlesnake roundup capital of the world, so it's not far-fetched, I don't think, Jason, to, you know... um, Guess that this may have been a rattlesnake. I, well, you know, I, I really think it is far fetched to think that because when really? you, when, when you look, um, I, I mean, of course, like you say, we don't have the information to go on. But if you, statistically speaking, when you're going through media reports, and and I mean, I go through so many of them every day. When, when this involves, when anything involves a venomous reptile. The, uh, the media, the regulatory bodies are quick to jump on it, and, and they're, they're quick to just rub the venomous snake's face into the dirt and, and let you know what it was. Okay. I, I, I am only left to assume that since there was no mention of a venomous snake, that I, I'm visualizing this kid getting bitten by a garter snake and a mother seeing dollar signs. That, that, that's all I can... 
think of it. I mean, if if this even I, I, I mean, I, I, I sit here and I imagine the Walmart executives right now just raising their eyebrow going, what? Nobody ever told us about this, you know? Right, right. I, and I, you I, are right. I, 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 I do have to uh, um, take back my last statement because you are very correct. If it was a venomous snake, that would be all over. You'd think. You know, you'd and there think. would be no question of paying, paying these people off. It would just be done. Last year, there was an encounter at, I believe it was a Home Depot. Um, now, I, forgive me, I can't recall whether it in, involved somebody getting bitten or whether the snake was just found. I seem to think somebody was bitten, and it was a baby rattlesnake that came in on a shipment of plants. Yeah, I think and, I think I recall what you're talking about, because I think um, there was a TV program on... Now, was this in California that you, you recall? Because what I'm thinking is I'm, and you know, I could be completely off base, so I'm going to leave the uh, name of the show out. But it was a very prominent show about a doctor treating venomous snake bites here in California. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, this person had picked up this plant, brought it all the way home, and then, you know, it never left their site. And then when they went to go plant it, got tagged. I think it's a different story we're talking about because I'm pretty sure this happened right at the store. Oh, okay. Um, that's yeah, okay. I got it right here. It happened on August 18th, 2010, in uh, Ocala, Florida. It looks like. Um, looking at landscaping is lawn. Uh, yeah, he was bitten in Florida by a pygmy rattlesnake. Okay. Um, let me see. Now, 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 look at this. Here, here's a, a okay. I'm just going to read this old media report to, to just reiterate what I just said. Okay. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, Lowe's customer got the fright of his life after being bitten by a pygmy rattlesnake. The incident happened just before 4 p.m. at the Lowe's store located at. We don't have to run that into right. the um, A male shopper reached for a patio stone in the garden center when the snake jumped out and bit his hand. He wow only to be bit a second time. Rescue crews say they're not sure if the man was alone at the time, but say someone managed to kill the snake. It was identified as a pygmy rattlesnake, the most common venomous snake in Florida, which is responsible for more human snake bites than any other snake. A spokesperson from Lowe's says they're investigating the incident. Rescue crews are not releasing the man's name, but say he did not receive anti-venom for the bite because his symptoms did not appear to be severe. Um, now, they mention pygmy rattlesnake. They mention killed the snake. They mention venomous snake. They're, they're right. Half of this story is, if you ask me, attempting to sway the public's opinion about pygmy rattlesnakes in Florida. Sure. Um, and did you notice it wasn't, you know, the snake bit the individual. The snake jumped out. And exactly. Bit, you know, I, mean, exactly. I mean, that was a direct I, quote. Jumped out. Well, since when did snakes get legs? <laughs> I mean, come on, really? I got another good one for you, and, 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 and for legality reasons, it's my opinion that this jackass stuck his hand down in front of a rattlesnake without looking first. You know? True. That's, that's where I'm but, looking. But in his own defense, Jason, I mean, you know, you and I have both done landscaping before. How many times have you gone to, you know, grab a rock without looking? And you're in the middle of lows, for Christ's sake. 
you you, know, you would and, and you would suppose reasonable safety from a venomous snake being in those freaking lows, no, wouldn't no, you? No, no, and, 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 and this might be just because we're both in in very different areas, but oh, okay. But I live out in the country. Right. Um, I don't stick my foot or hand anywhere without looking, and, and th- this was something that was taught to me. As a child growing up here, um, I always used to hike with my father. The number one thing is when you're climbing up the rocks, you don't ever grab a hold of something before you stick your head up there and look what's up there. Right, gotcha. And, uh, like I said, just you know, being in a maybe being in a less populated, real rural area, maybe maybe that's why. But I I look, and I mean I've landscaped half my property and I'll be darned if I'm going to stick my hand down in a bunch of stones during snake season where snakes love to hide mm-hmm. you know, it, at the Lowe's Garden Center which happens to be at the top of a hill in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah. sur- surrounded by rock outcroppings and fields yeah no I look but uh, point being um, I, I just can't I think if this was a venomous snake number one this this news report was not widely publicized in, in any of the real major um, news organizations like most of the time they are. Right. And I, I feel, I found one occurrence of this story on the internet, and I feel that if it were any sort of venomous snake, I would have found a hundred of them like every other time. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, but uh, again, we may never know, you know. Right. It, it, it's just one of those things where... It's it, it, like I said, all we have to go on is speculation. There's a lot of and, presumptions, right? Yeah, and, and just the, the, statistically, the history of reporting by the mainstream media tells me that I, I think it's a safe assumption that this was a non-venomous snake. Right. No, I, I and I definitely would have to agree with you after you know discussing a little bit further. I think you are correct that it probably was a non-venomous snake. Now, the other really interesting story to me. And this is just me personally. I mean, I'm not into uh, crocodiles and alligators, but I think a uh, 400-pound crocodile getting a pedicure is pretty cool. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, when I saw that headline, I was like, what? Gets her foot fixed. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I only wish that I had rights to the picture, because, I mean, they had some pretty awesome pictures. But, oh, I'm uh, sure, I'm sure. Yeah, no, apparently it had a... Uh, a wart on the bottom of the foot. A wart on the bottom of its foot that they had to to cut off, and then they they had to put a uh, antibiotics in a. I guess a, a toenail was removed in the past or something. Right. And uh, they say the stump was the size of a shotgun shell, and they had to put antibiotics on that. And something real interesting. I really wanted to talk to some crocodile people right. about this, but. Uh, Putting super glue on the tips of the other toenails, right? To to, to um, keep injury. You know, I, I I don't understand. I don't understand why they did that. But it's well, I think what it is um, from, and this is again from what I know of crocodiles. I've never worked with them personally, but I have watched you know various documentaries and uh, rescue organizations and what have you work with them. I think, if I'm not mistaken, the reason behind the super glue on the tips is because crocs and alligators are kept in obviously man-made ponds where there's a lot of concrete in order to hold the water and when they're climbing in and out 
it basically wears out their claws. Yeah. And, you know, chips and cracks and, you know, this could, you know, all lead to infections of some sort. So I think that's where the super glue comes in. Well, I mean, it just seems to me you're talking about a 400-pound lizard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, are, are, are you very familiar with super glue? Yeah, pretty much. I mean. it, it seems to me as soon as he takes one step, he's going to wear that super glue right through. Right, you know? right. I, 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 and, I mean, these people, these people are professionals. I have to assume they know what they're doing, but uh, right. th- 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 there's got to be some sort of underlying reasoning behind it. I just haven't figured it out yet. And I, I mean, I, you can't apply super glue a half inch thick or it never dries. So it had to have just been a thin coating of super glue. And I, I, I assume maybe it has something to do with. <clears throat> If, uh, if the crocodile happened to agitate the, the area that they worked on, mm-hmm. um, maybe it wasn't a, a dirty, infected claw that touched it, but a claw coated with super glue that was sterilized or something, maybe, I don't know. Could be. Um, like, like I said, I, I kind of wanted to talk to uh, a crocodile person and ask them why the heck they would do something like that. Right, right. Now, what is this uh, San Francisco getting sued over a golf course? San Francisco, this is something that's been going on. I believe it started back in November, if I believe. the uh, a, a bunch of uh, conservancy organizations and whatnot, uh, they gave them or filed a 60-day intent to sue. Um, what's happening is they have the... Uh, I believe it's the red-sided garter snake, and uh, it escapes me right now, but it's some kind of frog that, uh, they're both endangered, and... It's not the uh, red-legged frog, is it? I think it might be, as a matter of fact, yeah. That's the one, that's the one that comes to mind when I think San Francisco and endangered frog. I think it's the red-legged, mm-hmm. the California red-legged frog, or something, yeah, that, something yeah, like I, that. I believe that's it. And, but, but anyway, what's happening right. is... This, I guess this golf course is prone to flooding. Oh, okay. It, when it floods, it's worthless to golfers. Oh, of course. And it sounds to... Now, they give explanations on what they're suing them for, but they don't necessarily give details on how it's happening. But here's what I think. Okay. I'm assuming that the, the eggs of the frog are, are laid, um, you know, right up close to the shoreline there on the ponds. Sure, as, as frogs typically do when an area floods, that's where they lay the eggs. Well, I, I think what happens is when the area floods, the the eggs are going up with the water level, maybe. Okay. And their complaint against the city and county is that they take pumps and they pump it out. And I think maybe when they're pumping it out, those eggs are staying at the higher level and, and essentially drying out. Okay, so they're being destroyed. I think that right, in, in, they possibly could be uh, being inadvertently destroyed when they're pumping. Exactly. Okay. And, and the the mention I saw with the garter snake, apparently some some conservation people had found some out there that had been run over by lawnmowers. Oh. And basically, what their complaint against the city and county of San Francisco is is that they're illegally taking and killing. An endangered species, and, and, and it's—I uh, I mean, it's—it's it's kind of a tough one to swallow because I, I agree, but I don't. Right. I, 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 
agree that the city and county, maybe they should try to make a, an effort. And maybe they are. You know, they're just not saying it. But maybe <coughs> we should do do something to s alleviate the problem with the endangered animals. Sure. But I, I completely disagree on them being sued in a violation of the Endangered Species Act. And, but, but I guess technically when you read the language of the law, what they're being sued for is accurate. They're, they're, they're knowingly destroying protected species. And so I don't, I don't know how they're going to really get out of that one. But, uh, right. Yeah, I don't know. But, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's just a real sensitive subject. Because, like I said, back in November, they gave the 60-day intent to, to sue. Mm -hmm. And the lawsuit was just filed in federal court. So... I, I mean, obviously, they took all this extra time trying to get all their ducks in a row and make sure that they can do something. I don't know. That that's one of those one of those tough ones. I mean, it's it, it, it's no big secret that some of these, not all of them, but some of these conservancy groups do more harm than good. Very but, true. True. I don't know. I I, I mean, I I've been to San Francisco a few times. Yeah. I've been. Uh, um, looking for snakes and stuff all up and down the coast. Uh, Pascadero is one of my favorite spots. Okay. And uh, I I think considering the the ratio of, with the, the population and, and the massive size of those cities there, mm -hmm. um, there's a, I actually find a lot of areas that, that you wouldn't even think would be there that are just uh, wild, natural areas, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Now, the next topic of uh, interest to me, personally, is the uh, the Tennessee snake bite thing. Yeah! That's so now we've got three more people arrested. Now, it is, now, correct me if I'm wrong, it is connected to the original snake bite death. Now, now that's what they're saying. That, but, but, but there's no official charges. Yeah, and, and here's what I'm starting to wonder. Um, when these people are going out to these locations, these wildlife officials, and they're going out to these locations, they're going there with intent. They're going there to take somebody in. And they're, they're not just going to go knock on the door and say, let me see what you got. They're going there with warrants in their hand. And uh, I, I, I got a really question because uh, um, Chuck Hurd, was arrested in connection with Wade Westbrook's death, but right. but it clearly had nothing to do with it. Um, I, I'm starting to wonder if just mentioning to the judge that we're looking for a warrant in connection with a death gives them uh, more, you know, gets the warrant signed quicker and gives them more authority. More precedence, right. <clears throat> I, I wonder that because... I think what they're getting at with this thing is, see, what what I'm gathering so far is, is when when Wade Westbrook was killed, it took a long time for, it, it took way longer than it should have for somebody to call for help. Right. And um, it, it's already widely accepted that, that if 911 would have been called immediately, there was no helping him. It, it, it's my understanding that within 10 minutes of the bite, he was pretty much gone. Wow. And, but... Some of the things I'm starting to hear is that it possibly took so long because some people were called to the house to remove the illegal reptiles before.
before the authorities were called. Uh-huh. And that's almost what it sounds like they're getting at by saying in connection is maybe these three people um, had something to do with, with removing those snakes. Right. Um, they're, they're, they were arrested in what officials say violating wildlife laws that involve native and imported snakes. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. But, but like you say, no, you know, everybody seems to be being arrested in connection with this, but there's been no official charges filed. Right. Very interesting. Who knows? Who yeah. Knows? A long conversation with somebody locally here about this, and, and I mean, it, it It looks, okay, you, you remember when we were going through this big S-373 thing, and they brought up the story about the little girl that was killed by the pet python. Oh, of course. Um, it's pretty widely accepted that that was uh, a story that, and, and there's much controversy surrounding whether this story is even valid or not. Who knows anymore? But there's, uh, everybody pretty much believes that, that this whole Python ban, here it is, just mixing the pot all this time, and that was the story that really gave them what they thought was going to be the leverage to get this band through. Right, it was a straw that broke Campbell's back, basically. Exactly, exactly. And I, I'm wondering if whether, you know, Tennessee, maybe they've got something else in mind. Maybe this is, maybe they're really wanting to crack down on something, and maybe Wade Westbrook's death was the straw that broke the camel's back, and they're using right. that to really push their agenda. Um, it's, it's really hard to say, but mm-hmm. uh, it... it I wouldn't put it past them. Wow. I mean, it's it, it's happened in the past, and it's going to happen in the future. Uh, there, a lot of these, uh, not only the people that are enforcing these laws, but the people that are financially backing some of the the legislation, um, they've done it before. You know, they, right. they'll do whatever they can do to push their agenda or sway it in their favor. Gotcha. Freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, to be honest, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'd hate to say it, but um, this was uh, this whole story stemmed from um, one person's um, stupid decision. Yeah. And uh, it, it's like I said, it's really unfortunate. The guy should have known better. Right. And it's it's really starting to affect a lot of people and. Who knows? Who knows how far it's going to... I mean, we may be sitting here 10 years from now talking about somebody that was arrested in connection with his death, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... Unbelievable. You know, some, some of the stuff that's coming out of the woodwork now, I, I got... It, it, there is way too much to go through, but you, but you look at... Uh, we had another story about Germany looking over its list of dangerous animals. Right. And I, I spoke with somebody... Um, I believe it was yesterday in Germany, the, the person that actually provided me this list. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, th- th- now there's some things that, that I agree with. I, you know, there's people out there like to keep everything you can, if you can think of any animal in the world, there's somebody out there that likes to keep it. Oh, sure. Um, and uh, I'm sorry to them, but some of these I agree, maybe there should be some sort of regulation on them. Right. But, this person was saying that, um, I guess there's a permit, but he said you can only get the permit um, right
right here a quote um, only with important interests like a doctoral thesis or something. Right. Uh, and what he's getting at is any Joe Blow reptile keeper cannot get a permit to keep this list of animals. And, and some of them, I, I mean, like I said, some of them you've got, uh, let's see here, uh, boom slang, death adder, uh, coral snake, mambas. Right. I, I, yeah, again, I'm sorry, but I can almost understand. But some of them you got in here, uh, poison dart frogs and tree frogs. Yeah, yeah. Are going to be listed as dangerous animals and won't be able to be kept. Uh, um, what else do we got here? The Any monitor with an adult body length without tail over 60 centimeters. Right, Rottweiler, uh, yeah, you know, Neapolitan and, Mastiffs. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, we're not just talking uh, reptiles here. We're talking all animals. Dog de Bordeaux, Spanish Mastiff. American Bulldog. Bull Mastiff. I mean, really, the, 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 the poison frog, though, it's like, what the hell? Well, you know, I've, I've always been, I, I, I always had a really weird outlook on poison dart frogs. You know, I think they're beautiful animals, really just gorgeous, but uh, again, you're talking about something poisonous, but you know what? Late last year, I, I did some research on them, and I, I, I read some about them because I thought about getting some. Okay. And what I read said that the, the enzymes that they require to produce their poison is from their na- comes from their natural diet. Yeah. And when you put them in captivity and you're feeding them a, a commercial diet like everybody does, right. they, they, they lose those enzymes and they become... That's why in the reptile trade or the, the, the herb trade anymore, you don't see poison dart frogs. You just see dart frogs. Because they're, when they're in captivity, they lose that. And right. that was real interesting. To, I, I, like I said, up until late last year, I didn't even know that they lost that apparently without receiving a natural diet from their natural environment they lose the ability to produce the poison right right exactly that's but i mean you look right next to that on the list tree frogs come on <laughs> really yeah that's uh and then but they only list one speed one genus and species which is interesting i don't know i feel i feel kind of, and i guess this uh a lot of this is stemming from, I don't remember this, if you remember the story, somebody had a cobra over there, I believe it was in Russia, or Germany, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, it got out, and they ended up having to rip the entire house apart all the way. In the inside of the house, we had pictures of the bare framing in the walls with authorities trying to find this cobra. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I, I started... <laughs> Maybe a couple months after that story came out, I started getting contacted from people in Germany asking me if I'm hearing about what's going on there with all their bands now. And it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it sometimes it almost sounds worse than what we're going through here in America. Yeah, sounds like but, it. You, you know, the the funny thing is, and it, it's really hard to keep up on everything that's going on here in America and everything in the other countries too, but. It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that we have a lot of freedoms here in America. True. And one of our freedoms is the freedom to uh, uh, protest uh, pending legislation. Right, right. And a 
lot of these other countries don't have don't that. Don't have freedom. that, right? No, when the government says it's done, it's done, and you you have no right. You go to you go to jail if yeah. you protest it. You know, and, and that's uh, that's just horrible. Yeah, it is. Well. <clears throat> So there you have it, folks. That was the Herp Report with Jason White, our special uh, guest correspondent, as it were. And uh, look forward to seeing you next week and see what's coming up in the news. If you have any news uh, to share with us, please let us know via uh, website, uh, Daily Reptile News. You can check them out there. Or you can also email me here at uh, Reptile Living Room. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) 